0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is
1: Believe. What's up, Commanders fans? Welcome into another episode of Believe in Commanders. I am Brian Murphy, and as always, joined by my guy, the original 1-3-AAA, Anthony Armstrong. My friend, how are you doing today?
0: I am good, man. I am good. You know, right now, we're we're taping this on... Monday night so we're I got the I got the game going on right now and, and so far the commander are the only team in the NFC East that uh have come away with a victory so I'm feeling good right now I'm riding high yeah I'm riding yeah. high so we'll see what the Chargers can do right now it's 7-7 uh with a minute 22 left in the second
1: Love it. Love it. Yeah, the the Commanders got the job done. The Eagles and Giants didn't. We'll see what the Cowboys do. But that's what we're here to talk about. The Commanders snapping a three-game losing streak. We had to celebrate all Victory Monday, so that's why we're getting you the pot a little bit later. We haven't had a Victory Monday in uh, almost a month, which is sad to say. So we wanted to take take our time, really dive into this one uh, after a big win in Atlanta down where I am. Uh, so, we'll break all that down and kind of see where we're at after six weeks from the commander sitting at three and three or back at 500. Love to see that. So, we'll dive into all of that. But as AAA mentioned, the Cowboys are playing right now, and you could always lay down a, a couple of coins if you got it with our friends at Bet Online.
0: Yes, bet online is the number one source for all your sports betting needs. Folks, head on over to betonline.ag and you can bet on all sports imaginable. They have live betting too. I mean, right now you see that you can bet on many different. You know, money lines and and odds and props inside the Cowboys game that's playing right now, or any other live sport that's going on—NBA, uh, NFL, NHL, hockey—that that's both the same thing. UFC, you name it, they have it over there. Plus, casino games, race book, uh, esports, and they also have a lot of free contests that you can dive into. It. You can use our code, believe B L E A V, get that fifty percent welcome bonus for your newcomers. Check it out, Bet Online is where the game starts.
1: That's right. And the game started in Atlanta yesterday. The commanders came down to me uh, to Atlanta to face the Falcons who were three and two undefeated at home, three, and zero at home were the Falcons at Mercedes Benz stadium. The commanders didn't care about that. They needed a, a win after three straight losses. And uh, at the end of the day, no matter how it looked, the commanders came away with a, a dub, but what are your initial thoughts? uh, triple a um, after seeing that game kind of digesting it for 24 hours. Where are you at? Obviously excited about a win, but 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 what are your your main thoughts coming away with the victory?
0: My first thoughts coming away after this game was just simply that you're seeing some adjustments were being made. I saw a statistic today that said the rookie Emmanuel Forbes didn't play a snap for the mm-hmm. commanders this past Sunday. And now, you know, you can take that for what it is, but Hey, I think it comes down to the fact of saying, we are going to make the necessary changes to make sure that we're going to put a good performer out on the field. Now, I, I think that, you know, you do need Forbes to just work out the kinks and get more reps to get better at those things, but it's not at the Liberty of losing games to make that thing happen. So you can fix it at practice. He can fix it day to day as he's working against some of the best receivers in the NFL, but, don't give away games. Don't put yourself in a bad situation uh, by throwing the young rookie out there. So I, it's good to see adjustments. And I, and, and I like that linebacking core too. I think mm-hmm. the linebackers played a really good game going up against what, frankly, was probably a very scary matchup.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think the defense for me was the story. They probably played their best or at least most complete game. Maybe you could throw in the the Broncos game, although they they limited the Falcons way more than they did the Broncos. So yeah, there was a lot of positives. Um I to be honest with you, I being at the game, I didn't quite notice that Emmanuel Forbes didn't play at all. Um I did see a lot of 36 in Danny Johnson, which made me realize, okay, yeah, they definitely sh- Shook something up a little bit there, and I saw St. Juice. It felt like a lot of uh, playing time outside, where normally he had been the the nickel kind of guy. But uh, I think the Emmanuel Forbes thing would have been more of a story if you lost that game. And then on top of that, your first, your first round pick. And then you mentioned Quan Martin, I think played four snaps or or something little like that. He hasn't really been a factor this year either. I think that would be the story, but right now you'll take that. You'll let him learn, let him get some reps, like you said. Um, But if you're winning games, that's all that matters. And you got to think that Ron Rivera realizes I can't lose a fourth in a row. I'll I'll deal with my first-round rookie. I'll deal with, you know, people questioning my personnel decisions and all that, but I'd rather be questioned after a win.
0: Absolutely, and, I mean, I think that they got quality players in Forbes and Martin. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I don't think that they're slouches, but you got to think – I just was having the thought that these current players that are in this defense, the most of them have been in it for three and four years. And they've been Mm -hmm. able to grow up and grow into it, not be thrown into something that has a lot of guys who already have some chemistry. So, you know, the more that Forbes is in there working with the safeties and having communication. And and you think about last year when they they got things back together about midway point and their communication was better. You know, they need one of those powwows and and those rookies will get up to speed. Uh, They'll be able to make an impact. and Maybe later on in this year. I mean, there is a very late buy for the commanders week 14 by. So they're going to definitely need some depth uh, and need some of these young guys to make some plays.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And you look at the fact that you're sitting at three and three, there have been a couple of ugly losses. There's no denying that, you know, Forbes has struggled. There's no denying that. But you're three and three without really a rookie making a contribution at all this year. So you're absolutely right that these guys, whatever they can give you down the stretch, will be an added bonus. And, and, and the way you look at it right now is even without them, or at least them contributing in a big way, they're still staying afloat. So th- this this is a positive. I'm not going to turn this into a negative or really you know over dissect things. I think rookies yeah. struggle in the NFL all the time. I mean, you can name tons and tons and tons of rookies and tons and tons of guys that ended up having great careers that struggled as rookies. That's just part of it. One thing that I noticed was, um, you know, the, the team did a great job of documenting on social media, like they always do. Uh, I think it was the Jamin Davis pick that sealed the victory, which Kudos, like you said, to that linebacking core. They played their best game, I think, of the season, and Jamin Davis uh, w- was all over the place. Um, but I saw Emmanuel Forbes in the background of that shot. Like, I think he went and sprinted into the end zone and celebrated the the turnover like the defense tends to do. And I thought that yeah. said a whole lot. That there, You wouldn't put it past a rookie to kind of be pouting on the sideline, especially after being benched in your sixth career game. I love sure. seeing him in the background, still showing that excitement. And it seemed, he seems like a guy that's going to be okay. And I thought that that was really key.
0: Oh, I'm sure his freshman year at Mississippi State wasn't too pretty. and right, without, right. Having, without having the stats up, you know, I, you got to think when he first got down there, he was probably getting beat a little bit, you know. And like you said, the previous weeks he had a, a hell of a draw. I mean, A.J. Brown, <laughs> Stefan yeah. Diggs. I mean, some of the best in the NFL, that ain't easy. That ain't easy, no. and um, you know, yes, he's get, he's gonna he, he's he's drafted to perform at that level. But hey, those guys have more years in the NFL than he does, so they're gonna have that knowledge, that tutelage. Uh, he'll be able to step up from there, uh, you know. But speaking of the defense, I have to commend them because I was looking at that two point conversion that um, ended up resulting in an interception by Benjamin Saint Juice. That had to be one of the scariest like on paper Madden matchups that lined up across that field that you could even think of. Bijan mm-hmm. Robinson, Drake London, Mac Hollins. I mean, he's a big guy. He's like Huge. a tight end playing yeah. receiver. Kyle Pitts is out there. Um, not to mention who who am I missing? Who am I missing? I,
1: I mean, at any given time, Johnu Smith. John, uh, yeah, John U. Smith as throw- well van jefferson who has had success in the nfl on a good team if I might, might have won a super bowl i can't remember if yeah. he was on that rams team but yeah yeah there were tons of huge dudes over there and um there were a couple of times when this defense stood on its head and made some plays when they needed yeah it.
0: they really did and you know you can mend this team and and i know we may be a little bit early uh but i I'm, i can give out a game ball right now uh Frankly, I'd give out a game ball. My game ball would go to, I'd say, Kaliki Hudson and that crew. I think his energy and athleticism yeah. showed up uh, and made it difficult for Atlanta to do a lot of things coming out of the backfield with, with Bijan Robinson. And I, frankly, I haven't watched much Atlanta f- this season with, with, you know, not much of a reason to. And then seeing the way that Bijan was literally moving on every single play. He was moving somewhere, motioning, shifting, and and the like, uh, and and the defense held up with it. You know, they held up really well. I I, I think you called it. As a matter of fact, uh, shout out to Mr. Torres, Joe Torres. He's a fan of the show, fan of Washington football. He uh, he said that B Murph had it right. He said hmm. Kyle Pitts. He said Kyle Pitts was going to go off. Yeah. And, and Kyle Pitts had a day.
1: Yeah, he did. It, it did not look pretty, uh, you know, for as well as the defense ended up playing. They allowed the Falcons to go right down the field. And you're kind of like, oh, here we go again. You know what I mean? Like, it just felt like another one of those games. But you mentioned at the top the adjustments that were made. They showed themselves yesterday. I, adjustments from the season as a whole, but but adjustments in the game. I feel like it, it had to have been Jack Del Rio's best called game. Um, he kind of... Uh, you know, whether it was get, you know, benching a couple of higher name guys and getting Calique Hudson in there, getting Danny Johnson in there, they made plays and they, they, they made uh, some stops when they needed to. And then, you know, mentioned Jamin Davis sealing the game with an interception. Um, yeah, I I love the adjustments. I saw Cody Barton flying around, which I did not expect to see, especially he was much maligned most of the season. So if, if this is what the defense can do, uh, Week in and week out. I don't know that you can expect three interceptions every week, but causing turnovers, getting in the quarterback's face, shutting down the best team's playmakers. You know, if I could retract my statement, yes – I kind of felt Kyle Pitts was going to have a big day, but I was nervous that it was going to be a Bijan Robinson kind of day too. And they limited yeah. him to what, maybe 60 total yards. Um, so, you know, I'll take, I'll take giving up, you know, one guy to, to, to limit another guy. So uh, I'm not even mad at that. It's hard to nitpick the defense. I'm sure, like you said, there, there are negatives in a win, there are positives in a loss. So I'm sure there's stuff that we can nitpick the defense with, but just an overall solid defensive performance. And I think that this is what commanders fans and and the commanders themselves have been expecting from this defense. And I think this has got to be the formula and the recipe moving forward for this defense.
0: You really – I felt like this was what what we expected them to be. And I think that it's easy to – like, hell, we've all done it. We focus on the defensive line and think that every play is going to result in the sack – NFL teams are smart. They're gonna just—they're yeah. just gonna scheme you out of that, right? And we can continue to beat our head up against the wall and be like, "We're gonna just pass rush it, and we'll get home." It's like, but they're throwing the ball in one point five seconds. Like you don't even mm-hmm. have time. You know what I mean? So hey, put something unique out there. Now you have more athletic linebackers that are able to run around and play the run as well. So uh, they did a great job adjusting. I'll uh, slip over to the offensive side just—just just briefly. Got to definitely you know address the team uh, that side of the ball. Uh, Sam Howell in the offense. Uh, what were your What were your thoughts on that live uh, performance down there? Nate?
1: I really I, I I realized that there weren't a whole lot of yards. The defense and the special teams. Shout out to Jameson Crowder. It's always great to see him returning punts. I still think, yes, no offense to Curtis Hodges, but I think Jameson needs his old number eighty back. I think he would have scored if he mm. was wearing number eighty, not number eighty three. Can't prove that, but I know that you, you look good. You play good. <laughs> you you play good you score or something like that. Uh, but uh, Yeah. So uh, the, the, the defense and the special teams put the offense in some short situations, which is, I mean, that's what you want for a young quarterback. Give me a, give me a short in the field for a young quarterback. And Sam, Howell made the Falcons pay in that regard, three touchdowns. He did it with what only 150 something yards passing. The offense looked good when they needed to look good. They stalled out. Could they have won by a little bit more? Absolutely. But, uh, they got the job done with what was handed to them. Again, he spread the ball around. Three different guys scored touchdowns, which is huge. Yeah. Um, I th- you know, I was doing a quick count in my head. That's probably the at least the second or third time that three different guys have scored a touchdown. Um, yeah. I have to look into that, but I think that's a really good sign. Um, you got Terry McLaurin going early and often. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there there was definitely room for improvement. He still got hit way too much. Um John Dotson had a bad drop, so, you know, the yardage could have been even better. But um, overall, I was really pleased with the offense. I think they got the job done. They took what was given to them, and yeah. um, they got the dub. Three touchdowns from – from I, I keep saying not a rookie quarterback, a young quarterback. Uh, for, <laughs> for a young quarterback, three touchdowns. I'll take that any day of the week.
0: Absolutely. Sam Howell did a, did a great job. Um, but I, you know, was talking with 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 Joe about this as well. The, the one guy that I want to see show back up on this offense is Jahan Dotson. Yeah, and and I don't think it's anything in regards to him, like him specifically. I don't think it's just yeah. But I, I think you're getting into that scenario where you're like, man, you have you almost have too many weapons,
1: mm-hmm. and
0: and you know, there's already already one football to go around. But I, you know, we've seen Sam Howell in this offense succeed by getting the ball to a lot of different players. Yeah. Stuff happened a little bit earlier in the season. Now, now the game against the the Bills, you know, a couple of them games in there, it kind of forces you out of what you would normally do to set up some things. But I sure would love to see that guy get active, man. I sure would need to see one getting some action.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And it's tough that, that he dropped it and all that. But I think one of the things I think we're kind of seeing Sam Howe grow a little bit is um, he doesn't seem like a guy that forces it. But, you know, when you're down big, you kind of force it sometimes. I think it's probably what happened in the the interception against Chicago. You're trying to force it, trying to get back into the game. But it seems like he's really playing a good point guard. He's taking what is available to him. Instead of forcing it down low to the center, he's kicking it out to his guy to shoot a three. You know, we saw last week Logan Thomas had a huge game. Everybody was scooping him up in fantasy thinking, okay, they're kind (laughs) of involving the tight end like in Kansas City. One target. One catch for two yards. I think that we're kind of, kind of, and I don't don't want this to be heard wrong. I think we're kind of seeing the Patrick Mahomes Kansas City thing. How many times do we see Patrick Mahomes check it down to a running back? It feels like six, seven, eight plays in a row. I think that's kind of what Sam Howell is doing to where he's trying not to lock on to one guy too much. And sure. it, it might be a game where you're getting 17 involved a whole lot. It might be a game where you're getting 82 involved. We've seen three games in a row where you're getting number four, Curtis Samuel involved. I think you're right. I think Jahan Dotson just right now is out of the rotation. Not to That's not to say he's not going to have 100 yards and two touchdowns later this season. But mm. I think right now that's just the way the rotation's going. And and I'm okay with that. If, that, if that's yeah. what's going to lead to wins, I'm okay with that.
0: Yeah, now that now I can say that performance, um, that that expected performance for Jahan, in my opinion, will be here sooner than you think. Um yeah, oh yeah. works too hard. Back. Yeah, but it it's it's it comes down to the fact of people are making adjustments. All right. People mm. are making adjustments. I mean, last week you said it was Logan, this week it was Terry. Like eventually defenses are gonna decide who are they going to get beat by. That's that's what they're thinking. And I remember Mm -hmm. when I was starting and working alongside Santana Moss, which was crazy just to be like starting opposite that, you know, that greatness. Um, There was a stretch in there where we would literally bounce back and forth who was like the lead dog in receiving. Like I'd have four catches for 90 yards. He'd have like five catches for 40. And then the next week I'd have like three for 30 and then he'd have a hundred yard game. So, the defense is going to say, "Okay, hey, don't let thirteen beat you, or hey, let's not let one beat you because we think he's the guy." And then they say they're going to, you know, take what they can get with the other players, and you know, so mm-hmm. the defenses can determine where the ball's going. Now, mm-hmm. when you talk about the growth of Sam Howe, the one thing that I think that he um, is going to—he has it in him. It's to make what I I call them the next level throws. They're second, not like second level as in like linebacker level, but just like it's a big boy throw. Like I know the read says this, but I got Jahan Dotson one-on-one. I got right. McLaurin McClure one-on-one. And I like that matchup any day, but he'll definitely Mm -hmm. be able to make those throws and have a lot of success.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean that that's what separates a good quarterback from one of the great ones. I mean Patrick Mahomes can put it anywhere he wants to. Um yeah, yeah I'm with you. I think that he will get there. I think that comfort will come. Um but uh yeah, I I agree with you. I, I think I think we said it last week. Uh you, you kind of saw uh Bijan Robinson was kind of the the Falcons offense as he went, they went. And the Commanders decided, "Hey, we're not going to let this guy uh, beat us. We'll let Kyle Pitts have a day. We'll let Drake London even have a day. Um, but we know what this Falcons offense wants to do. And it kind of feels like, um, teams might be doing that and, and that's okay. You adapt, you move on and, uh, y- you move through. So these are all, these are all good things to talk about after a win. It, it still feels like there's a lot of room for improvement. Um, but, uh, I'd rather make those improvements off an, a quote unquote, ugly win than a, than a good loss.
0: You know, for real, seriously, like you said, winning, winning cures all, um, it definitely makes your medicine go down a little bit smoother. Uh, you don't have to worry so much, uh, like you, are not nitpicking as much, right? You get mm-hmm. to laugh a little bit at yourself in the meeting, yeah. you know, you get a couple of minuses, you know, obviously you don't want those, but when you get the minus, like it, it doesn't feel as bad. You don't have, you're not thinking like, was this the one play? Was this the mm-hmm. one play? Uh, but Coming after coming off of this win, I I feel good about this team. Now, my one question is: What performance this year best like d- defined what what you have in this team? You know, I mean, when you're looking at the 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 the, the, ball, the Buffalo game, but then the Philly game, but then the Chicago game, or, yeah. or is it the grittiness in Denver and in Arizona? So. What do you what do you think? Which which game, which one or two games may align better with what this team is at?
1: Yeah, I think um, I feel like yesterday was the most complete team win. Uh, Mm -hmm. I think it was the most complete on defense and special teams or, or maybe the best for defense and special teams. I think there was a lot that was left out there when it comes to the offense obviously you'll take three touchdowns no turnovers from your young quarterback but you know I think the Denver game was probably the best the offense has played you could maybe argue like I had said earlier that that was the best the defense played but given up 33 points I would still lean towards the Falcons so I think there's some sort of mix in there I don't think they're as bad as the Buffalo game Uh, offensively I don't think they're as bad defensively as the Chicago game I think it's somewhere in between and I think it's some sort of mix between the Denver Mm -hmm. and in the the Falcons game yesterday you're right it's it's been Jekyll and Hyde all season long and I believe that the talent is there and I believe the guys are in that locker room to get this steady and get more wins put together um, but it is frustrating, I, I will say, and it's 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 easier to to talk about, like you said, after a, a win. But it is frustrating that this team can't put out the consistency that we've hoped for all year.
0: You know, it, it you get consistency that grow, that grows, man. That that grows more you work together. And when you're looking at the main chef, the main guy who's stirring the pot on the offense is a young guy. Mm-hmm. You know, um, is a young guy. And and you talked about the defense having their best performance. Um, I think I felt more in control, even though Atlanta seemed to move the ball at will. uh, He felt kind of in control with what was going on over there on the defense, because that type of success had to have been new to to Atlanta a little bit, you know, especially with that much type, that much passing, and just going that route on the offense. So uh, I wasn't too upset with that. Not upset with that one at all.
1: Yeah, so I I agree with you. It felt like yesterday was one of those games um, where, like. I even go back to Thursday night with Patrick Mahomes. They should have dominated the the Broncos, but the, not everything was clicking, but it, you didn't feel like the Chiefs were ever going to lose that game. And, it, and it's rare yeah. to say that about the commanders given their history recently. They don't have many games that they dominate, but I'm with you. They felt in control that entire game, even to where – You know, they got the pick from St. Juice. You're like, okay, let's get a four minute drive to put this game away. And I believe they go three and out. Even then, I was like, okay, well, the defense has stopped them the rest of the day. It'll be fine here, too. Like, it was one of those games where I really felt confident in this team. And that was that was a nice feeling to have. It wasn't Mm -hmm. pretty, but a win doesn't have to be pretty to still be a win. It's not the BCS in college football. I mean, a win's a win is a win.
0: Yeah, if there's anything that you know about this NFL, is that anything can happen uh, on any given Sunday. But for me, it's the two games against well, the two of the games against the Birds. Really, hell, you could include yeah. the Cardinals game in that one as well. Like it's like you're struggling against a team that on paper you should beat. Then I think now you can see the growth from that game one to going against the Falcons, where you would say on paper this is a team you should beat, um, mm-hmm. and they did, and they did it well wanted them to play week one against Aaron, right but yeah. then you throw in that game against philly where they are going to have enough grit to play up to some opponents right and i think if you want to be who you want to be you definitely got to play up to those bigger opponents those guys that you that that you just you're not supposed to be playing up against uh but then also you need to play more like the game against the falcons right you need yeah. to show up and beat those teams that you need to uh, be able to be better than on any sunday
1: yeah and and you know I've learned this from you to where, you know, I know that yesterday wasn't roses. I was there. It was awesome. My kids were at the game. Shout out to the Murphy kids. They're 1-0. I'll take that all day long. Maybe it's the last game they ever go to. We (laughs) leave with a perfect record. But I know it wasn't all roses. But I've learned from you that they're they're, they're good in in, in bad games and there's bad in good games. And we know that the the offense was ugly. They couldn't do some stuff. We know our first-round pick has effectively been benched. But Sam Howell, we we look at how bad that that Chicago Bears game was, but the offense was actually kind of creeping back into that game a little bit. And he actually played really well. And then you go back the week before that, he played really well against the Eagles. And so to me, where we can say there's these issues with the defense, we can say you know they need to start faster, whatever it may be. I look at the last three games, I see my quarterback has six touchdowns to one interception sign me up for that and sign me up for that for a guy that is in his seventh career start looking at his eighth career start against the giants on sunday so while those yeah. those two games the eagles it was a, a a good loss the bears was a bad loss the falcons was an ugly win you're still putting some good stuff together that that i'll absolutely take and i think i think that's what we want um from from our quarterback we if we fast you know, backed it up six weeks ago and we're like, what do we want to see from Sam Howell six weeks from now? I think you'd want to see growth and you want to see improvement and and regardless of what everybody else is doing i know it's a football is a team game we are seeing that from our quarterback and that's exciting yes, for commanders fans
0: yes sir and another thing to be excited for I just thought about this is he he's essentially getting 15 regular season games in a row to play and just to continue to look back on and and study and and use as tape and then he gets a bye week and then he gets to finish one strong push to finish this year. So um, the adjustments I think are made because they feel like, Hey, they're in a position. That if they play well, they they get some wins and, and and pull some things together and maybe upset a couple of people, they'll be in a position to make it to the playoffs this year. Uh, but you could definitely bet on that over there. Bet online, go over there and do that. Hit up betonline.ag, use our code believe b l e a v, get that welcome bonus, and uh, hit us up on Twitter uh, x at believe commanders. Let us know what are your thoughts on this team. What two wins? Is it one game? Is it what two, three is the culmination of what this team really is this season? And maybe where do you expect them to be?
1: And, and shout out, I, I was interacting with a bunch of fans, and a lot of people like my picture and my kids. The Commanders fans took over Atlanta. Shout out to you guys. We, we took that stadium over, and for all the times that FedEx Field has been run amok with some ugly colors, especially divisional opponents, it felt good to take over another another team's building.
0: And I have to say that I could hear that over the over the telecast because I heard a play going on and I was had to I literally had to wait for them to say what happened because there were so many cheers. I thought Atlanta had a good play, but it was something that the commanders did. Uh, I don't know if it was. I think it was the screen Mm -hmm. or something. My ears were buzzing because I was like, wow, Atlanta must have made a play. And they're like, nope, command just So shout out to y'all for showing up and making some noise for you too.
1: Yeah, send us pics and stuff if you were there because it was an awesome scene. The Falcons were wearing those sweet red helmets, and it felt even better to beat them on their little 80s theme game. So <laughs> I love that. Uh, I love that our fans travel, and hopefully we can keep that up keep that momentum going and and take it to New York as well. I can't get up there for that one, but let's keep it going uh, this week as well. And you can always listen to us as we break down the game. We appreciate you guys. You mentioned your guy, Joe, for for listening in. Uh, Is that Joe, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for listening in. You can always listen to us at TuneIn Radio, Sirius Stadium, all those places, your favorite platforms, YouTube, all that good stuff as well.
0: Yes, indeed. So for Brian Murphy, I'm Anthony Armstrong. The original one three. The Commanders are 3-3. Heading on to the Giants next week. Tune in for our episode on that later on this week, guys. We'll see you on the next one. Be good. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform.